Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. We are talking about entering in and taking possession of our promised land, and we understand. We know that it's easier to take possession than to keep the promised land from generation to generation. Okay, so that's why we want to learn how we can prepare ourselves, prepare the next generation and the generation after, so that we will continue in the journey with God. We will continue in the plan and purpose of God, so that the the the, the holy nation will be established, uh, and uh, God will use us to bless the nations around. Okay, so. To do that, we know that leadership is important. So the continuity of leadership is is utmost important, so that we can continue to plan, uh, to strategize, to develop, uh, and, and continue to build. And then also, we need to train out the next generation. So it's the father's responsibility to train out our own children, so that they would know God, they would know the God. Of their fathers, because they themselves have not experienced what we have experienced about God. So that's why we need to tell them. We need to、uh, to, to tell them what God has done. You know, for instance, in Egypt, and、uh, what He did to Pharaoh, because they have not experienced it. But also, the new generation has to take responsibility for themselves. To know God for themselves. Okay, so、uh, look at、uh, Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse eight,、uh, verse seven, and verse eight. Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past, when the Most High. Gave the nations their inheritance. When he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the people according to the number of the sons of Israel. Okay, so the word of God say, "Remember the days of old. Consider the generation long past." Why do we need to consider the days of old and generation past? Because our knowledge of God. Is progressive revelation, and、uh, we know God through our fathers, what they have experienced, what they have known about God, and then we begin to build on this foundation with our own experience of God, and that's how man begins to know uh, uh, God and know God better, fuller. Through the journey, to this journey, so God is with us in history, in time past. He was working with our forefathers. You know, for instance, Abraham, he knew God as Jehovah Jireh, the provider, because when he offered Isaac as a sacrifice, God provided a ram for him. And so, out of that experience, he had the revelation that God is a provider. You see, so he know God through his experience and through the revelation, and then when we come to the time of Moses, 
Moses asked God, What shall I tell them? Who sent me? I cannot just tell them he's the God of the Father, of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Yes, they know. But who sent me to, to them? And God said, I am. That I am. So God is revealing to Moses so that the nation of Israel will know that God is in the present. Yes, in the past, you have been living in Egypt, you have suffered so much, but those days are coming to an end. God is the I am, and He's, he's, he's getting you ready and, and moving you out of Egypt into the promised land. And God will be in your future. He's the I am. So trust Him and, and, and move with Him and follow the, the instruction of your leader. So you see, that, that revelation is progressive. And then the next generation have other revelations. So we continue to, uh, to accumulate our knowledge of God and then build on that, that foundation. So that's why God says, remember the days of old. Consider the generation long past. What God did in those days. And after we have known the God of our fathers, then we move on to know God for ourselves. And we must take responsibility. The new generation must take responsibility uh, to know. Uh, yeah, so Deuteronomy 3, 21, 22, God speaking to the next generation. At that time, I commanded Joshua, you have seen with your own eyes all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. The Lord will do the same to all the kingdoms over there where you are going. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. So they're still on this side of Jordan getting ready to, 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 to move, to cross the Jordan and to move into the promised land. But before they crossed the Jordan, God allowed them to have victory over two kings and two kingdoms. To prepare them for the warfare that is ahead. To cause them to know that God is powerful. To know that God will deliver, will do the same to the nations that's in the promised land as he did today. So can you see? God allowed the new generation to experience God for themselves. To prepare them for the greater thing that is before them. So each step and each experience is building towards the next step and the next things that God has uh, for us. So we must learn from the past we must remember the days of old. We must know what God has done and know that God will do the same today and uh, uh, as we move on in His plan and purpose. So the young generation, just like the father is responsible to train the next gen, next gen has to take responsibility to know the God of their father. So Deuteronomy 32 verse 7, the sec second part of Verse 7, it says, Ask your father, and he will tell you. Ask your elders, and they will explain to you. Ask your fathers, they will tell you. Ask your elders, 
they will explain to you because they you are uh, they you are not the one who experienced all this thing so you ask them they will tell you okay so as fathers we got to be equipped as fathers we need to grow we cannot be passive we can we need to grow in god so that when our next generation asks us we're able to provide the answers for them we're able to tell them what has what god has done but the younger generation you also need to learn how to honor the past generation the elder because the younger generation may be because they are so blessed they have opportunity to studies they have more knowledge and uh, they have a lot of other experiences which is true which is good but we the next gen we cannot despise our fathers we cannot uh, uh, you know you know what the next generation sometimes they say why well, you don't know one I don't want to talk to you you don't know one uh, they think they know better they think they know everything so they, they, they don't want to communicate with the, the last generation or their fathers so we despise them we dishonor them because yeah they have their faults they have uh, they have limit uh, they are limited in certain ways but it doesn't mean that they don't know God it doesn't mean that they they, they cannot provide the answer and and unless they really did not get to know God right then it's their fault but still you have to keep pursuing God you have to keep know, knowing God if, if they can't answer you they, they are not good example you go and ask the elders you take initiative to ask the elders not just the fathers the fathers may not be able to, to, to answer you but I want us fathers to rise up to tell the next generation when they are in certain kind of situation you know we may have a situation where the next generation is complaining murmuring against the church against the leaders you know talking about this and that and as fathers you may not know what they're talking about you you may not know whether it's true or whether it's not true you you, you don't know but you know as a father you know this is wrong you know we cannot behave in this way dishonor the leader despise the leader we, we cannot do that so you may not be able to answer their question you may not know what happened but you can rise up when they do that and say I don't know what you are talking about I don't know whether it's true or not but that is for you to find out but I want to tell you you cannot behave like this you cannot murmur you cannot complain against your leader and talk about your leader in this way full stop that's all you need to say as a father and so we, we fathers we got to know we got to answer our children when they talk to us and and and, and not despising ourselves and, and just because we we are not so educated but we do have God and we need to know that so ask your father your father will, will tell you but when your father cannot tell you you ask your elders right and the elders 
the, the, the young generation will, will, will always ask. They want to know why, why, why. And that is good. And that is good. That is right. We need to have the answer. Look at uh, Deuteronomy 6.20. He said, in the future, when your sons ask you what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and the laws, the, the Lord our God has commanded you, tell him. We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders great and terrible on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. Can you see? The father are not able to answer the question, why this decree, why that decree, what, what is this? But the father has experience. The father can say, you know, because of what God has done for us, because of what the, the miracles he did and how he did for us, the father is able to testify, talk about the experiences they had. And because of this, we have to obey the law. Because of this, we have to obey God. We have to serve Him. You may not know how and explain why, why, why. But this is your answer. Okay, but the next generation, you ask your elders, why? Look at uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 7 and verse 8. Ask your elders and they will explain to you when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when He divided all mankind, He sets up boundaries for the people according to the number of the sons of Israel. So the elders will talk about the nations, how God divided the, the, the land in time past. The elders will have the big picture. The elders should have the big picture. If we are pastors, if we are leaders, if we are just talking about part of the blessings of God, you have failed the next generation because you are not providing the full answer. So the, 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 the elders need to know about the kingdom, the kingdom purpose, how God divided the nations, set boundaries for them, how God has given the nation of Israel the promised land so that they will establish that holy nation to be a testimony to the nation. See, the elders should know and, ha and do know the big picture so that we can explain to them the reason behind it. Why? Why? Even though the fathers can only testify, right? But that is still answers. But the elders will be able to tell. And if we fail to see the big picture, if we fail to see the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom, we'll begin to give away many of the spheres that God wants us to rule and reign and take dominion. And we will turn our relationship with God, the journey that we have with God, the destiny with God, we'll turn it into a religious belief where the most important thing is going to heaven and believe God in your heart, nothing else. But we must understand the kingdom, the kingdom purpose, establishing the holy nations. The laws are given so that we may establish the holy nations. 
Otherwise, we fail the next generation, right? So you, you, look, you just look at the Western world. And they were one time so strong and so committed to God, so loved God and sacrificed. But how everything has turned out to be just religion now. And the young people felt this is irrelevant to what we are facing, doing, and, and they're leaving the church. And so we, we must, the elders, we must know the kingdom purpose, what God wants to do. And then, so, the next gen need to know the God of their fathers. They need to know uh, what happened in time past. They got to know God for themselves. They got to take initiative to ask their fathers, to ask the elders. And then God himself is training the next gen to know him as a father. Not just as God, as a father. And uh, God says he take them through that 40 years in the wilderness to, to, to the trials, to train them to test what is in their heart. And let's read it in, in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Verse 4. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplined his son, so the Lord your God disciplined you. So the next generation need to know God as a father. Need to know God for themselves that God is the one who disciplined them, who trained them. Discipline doesn't necessarily mean punish but training, training them so that they are ready to enter into the promised land, so that they are ready to inherit and to know how to rule and reign in the promised land. So God will take you through trials, challenges, tough times, difficult times to train you. And God is the one who engineered those situations. We must understand that. God deliberately took them through the wilderness for 40 years to train them, to discipline them, to test what is in their heart. So you understand, to train the next generation, it could take years and years. In this case, 40 years to train them, to break them, so that they will humble themselves. To break them through the circumstances so that they realize there's nothing they can do. There is no food. If God doesn't show up, everything is over. So that they have to trust God to provide. And manna came down. God is faithful. So God will train you and test what is in your heart, whether you will fully obey Him. So I know the next generation, they are different. If you talk a little bit loud, if you shout at them, if you scold them, well, they are crushed. 
because they are so blessed. You know, they are brought out in a different culture where we have to fight for ourselves, where we have to struggle through the tough time to survive. They are so blessed, they are so protected. And so we know in church, when the next gen get involved and when maybe the older generation, we were a bit rough, we were a bit uh, direct and, and, and we want to get the things done and we may even scold them. Some are unreasonable, but others, you know, that's, that's the way life is. You want to get things done, you know, under pressure, under circumstances. That's what, how it is. But the next gen cannot. They cannot take it. And I hope this, this word will help you. God is the one who engineers situations to train you. So that you can face a giant in the world. So that you can face a giant in the promised land. In order for you to be able to take possession of that land. They are real giants. And whatever experiences that we have in church or, or through the journey is God's, the Father's training. And He wants to see what's in your heart. If you are fully committed to Him, you will just come before God the Father and just say, God, by Your grace, help me. You will carry on. You will serve Him. That's what's in your heart. But if you're not fully committed, when you go through that kind of situation, you find that you will say, no, never again. No more next time. This year I'm getting involved. Next year I don't want. You know, that would be what your reaction. Right? But we don't want that. We want to continue to serve God. We know life is not perfect. We know this is, this is reality. You know, we got to get things done. And we know we're doing it for the Lord. And so we will continue. We will continue to face a giant. We will continue. Maybe it's difficult. We, we, we will. But God is faithful. We know He is faithful. He said, during these 40 years, your shoes didn't wear out, your feet didn't swell. There is grace. There is the mercy of God. There is the love of God. There is, you know, God is there. He said He will fight for us. So we need to trust Him. We need to humble ourselves and say, God, I know you are training me. I know you are a father. And God will discipline us. He will, take, he will allow us to, be, to go through those hard tests. Because he's a good father. A bad father is someone who protects you, overprotect. So that we cannot face the real world, we cannot face ourselves. And we think we are the king. We, we think we are, you know, the queen of this world. Nobody can touch us. Nobody can talk to us like this. You know, how dare they? No, no. Life is not like that. Okay, so our Father, God the Father, will train us. He will let you go through those difficulties. So don't blame people. That is what is in your heart if you do that. But God wants us to humble ourselves. Acknowledge that He is God, that He's training us, and He's faithful. He will take us through, and we will inherit the land. We will be able to keep the land because we are well trained, well disciplined. 
So I hope this works will help us to, to take a step further to see how we can not only inherit the promised land, but continue to live in the promised land, especially the next gen. You need to know God for yourself. You need to take initiative. You need to ask. You need to go through those trials, the testing time, so that you will really know that God is faithful and His words, His manner every day is the most important thing that you have to depend on. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for leading us and guiding us and working through our every experiences. You are there faithfully standing by us, helping us. And we pray for everyone. We pray for the next generation that, we will, that they will be able to rise up, to be strong, to be courageous, to go through the testing time and, and learn and humble themselves and know you to be able to take initiative to us and to find out so that they can really prepare themselves to inherit that which is before them so that they will continue to be faithful to you no matter what happened no matter what their experiences may be they will know the plan and purpose of God to establish that holy nation and that we are your royal priesthood to declare your praises. Bless your people, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.